Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recording is started. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine. Welcome to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is 9-23-2018. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. And anytime you're ready, brother. Well, I appreciate it, Jim. Um, I had sent that email. Uh, I, I dropped Doc a, an email and my, for Melchizedek or Melchizedek underscore seven at yahoo.com. And I had also sent um, the um, um, directions of how to get to talk to you and um, our deal, and I recommended the September 16 call because I knew that, uh, you know, if they listened, they'd get a pretty good smattering or an idea of some of the things that we had talked about over the years. And uh, because... Uh, you know, you be in the environment with some of those people. Um, go ahead, do what you're going to do. And uh, it, uh, you know, they, they uh, it amazes them when they run into people like, you know, he's been their teacher for a long time. He's a really intelligent man. Um, like I said, I got the chance to talk to him twice. And uh, both times I called, uh, man, they were just ringing the phone off the hook, you know, so, uh, um, a lot of people always uh, call in to get a hold to him. And um, this lady came in, and um, her uh, name starts with a T, and she's from Arkansas. And, man, I really enjoyed talking to that lady. Uh, and uh, so I had sat back. I had given her the address, and I thought, damn, did I tell her, uh, you know, the uh, at yahoo.com, you know, to put on the Melchizedek underscore seven. And so I just tapped him out a quick little note, and I said, Doc, I'm not here to bother you, you know. But uh, if you pass the five to uh, that lady, and I called wrote her name, um, I sure would appreciate it. Now, if y'all want to listen to one, you might try it at 9-16 September out. All that's archived and free. And... Uh, but I had a pretty good conversation with that lady. And, um, you know, you, you listen to to uh, um, Dick or Richard or, uh, hell, uh, I mean, they call him Richard, Rich, Dick. Um, um, I've even heard one of them call him Randall. Uh, and then he heard, uh, he told Terry, uh, Terry Cassidy to call him Alan. So anyway, a lot of people know him by the name Dr. Ram. He's 74, and uh, he's really been a, a child savant uh, since he got here, and uh, fortunately his mother knew enough to watch over him and 
and uh, and he'll tell you he's a four-year-old that never made it to seven, and that's really kind of a miss. That's a, that's really a boy. That's an that's an idiomatic metaphor right there, because what he's really saying is that he still operates consistently in theta range. That's in that third upper aspect of the temple mind, uh, which would be behind the arc or where the arc is behind the veil. And here that's equated to, uh, let's say, a woman's uterus, et cetera, and the fallopian tubes. And, and if you understand these different things, oh, man, God, they, just, they say things that just make you laugh. And But he never made it to seven. In other words, he stayed at theta. He didn't go on up to... Uh, to alpha time, although at times he does bop into alpha, um, uh, if you listen to him, he's got that little weird laugh, you know, and <laughs> I enjoy talking to him. Somebody that doesn't understand him or hadn't been around him, they'll think he's a damn nut. And that guy is literally, and he has been, I mean, even the government certified him as a genius. But um, he's he's written on probably every kind of research subject there is because that's what they would do. Uh, they would find something that they figured uh, worked, or they had the, uh, the formularies and so forth to say it did, and they'd bring him in to connect the dots to figure out, you know, um, if it really would work, and or uh, you know how to consistently make it work. And then he'll tell you, but he doesn't understand what's going on behind it. That is also a classic sample, you know, uh, symbolism of uh, people that are, or symbol of people that operate in this kind of frame of mind. And um, he, uh, but he's a nice guy. And um, he's got some pretty solid beliefs. Uh, and uh, that uh, when he trained the SEALs, he wasn't with Navy, U.S. Navy SEAL team, he was with um, um, SEAL Court, and um, I, I keep saying Aberdeen, but it's not. It's uh, Abenshire or Abshire, Abshire, something on the order of that. And uh, he uh, he trained the first three teams and taught them, you know, hypnotic training and things of that nature, how to offset the mind. Very similar in some ways when I listened to him of Jose Silva. And uh, every now and then I even heard him bring out the Montauk. But, uh, see, Jose Silva was a TV antenna sweep repairman. And so when you go to Camp Hero, New York, and Montauk Project, you're going to see this great big sage radar antenna system up there. Well, damn. Guess what? Antenna sweep radar repairman would have been Jose Silva. And uh, he was always around psychiatrists and so forth. Uh, Jose never would admit it, but just from things that I know that he taught, uh, and see, even when I went through uh, Silva in 76, Silva had already managed to get his mind control training program into 68 countries at that time. And uh, I talked to um, Ostrander and Schroeder in New York and the Super Learned Foundation and the lady that was over it, and she introduced me to Dr. Raymond Abersall and Dr. Vera Freilig, and that's in sophrology. 
and that's going to go back to Bulgaria, and you're going to go to Grigory Lozanov or Lozano, um, and that's uh, where they got their knowledge of the secrets behind the Iron Curtain. And um, they could create a savant out of an individual um, in a very short period of time, just like Jose could create a, a true uh, um, um, psychic, uh, an open scanner, open seer. Um, I mean, he could make a profit or profitess out of you in about 40 hours. And uh, all you had to do is have somebody that wanted to do and would practice what he was showing you. He would use sound to train you. And um, I listened to him. He started talking about biofeedback. Hell, I was going to buy a big biofeedback machine. And I called the people to order it. And that guy got to talking to me. And he said, man, he said, you could do all that. He said, hell, you don't need this machine. He said, you turn it on, listen to it a time or two or three. He said, that's $1,300 that uh, you would have wasted. So I didn't do that, and then I went on, and uh, um, I learned so many different things because all of these, this secret knowledge, this powerful knowledge, is hid right there in the scriptures. And I don't give a darn what, uh, you know, a book uh, it is or a scroll it is from whatever culture or religion. Um, if you will listen to them, if they don't write it down, it's in their oral traditions. And... Um, the real secret of it is if you can see the thing, it is the thing. What you see is the thing. And so if you understand the principle of how this operates, you can emotionalize that visionary state or imaginative state and put the, you know, the wheels, the bells, the colors, the vibration, the ecstasy uh, to that. And, man, you could create anything. And um, what's, what's happening is that all of these things are helping you rediscover your dual nature. <laughs> Excuse me. Dual nature in the sense of an atom, singular, but containing male and female or positive and negative aspects. But hell, there's a third aspect to you, too, and that's that divine self. Now, you can trigger and access it just like David, David a royal priest, would, just like Aaron, double-A. Uh-oh, he's plowing in two realms now. And uh, he's uh, going behind the veil. And he's got uh, certain garments and things on. Every one of those garments means something in the mind. And um, as you begin to learn, uh, certain individuals and families were given um, key knowledge to make them keen or wise in the ability to either make or set stones or, or, um, or um, you know, to overlay the shittim wood, acacia wood with gold. Uh, I mean, they could do all kinds of things, brass work, uh, bronze work, and um, it's still there. Your DNA is literally a repository of the knowledge, wisdom, understanding, enlightenment that it was imparted to the original Adam and it's passed down through your genetics 
and whatever upgrades or whatever you've gone through or processes. Um, there are certain things that are just consistent throughout. But just like there are strains of cattle, uh, they have certain types of traits and characteristics. Hell, same thing with people. There are certain uh, uh, strains of horses, and uh, they each have different characteristics. Um, um, and uh, so uh, when you begin to look at all these things, you need to learn to look at them in the sense that what we think and then speak when we speak it, we put the vibration behind it. And it's kind of like um, I've mentioned before about the monks taking their fingers and going to hum, something like a main tongue. And they also got a, um, um, a horn that they blow that's similar to the kind that they use, um, you know, in the Alps in the commercial for the lozenges. Um, and... Uh, he referred to the fact that the tone they could hit would um, make stones levitate. Well, there's your story of Jericho. So you got tones, you got sounds. Well, as they were marching seven times, you think maybe they were marching up their seven chakras or in effect activating the seven vibrational frequencies and concentrating the thought. Focusing the divine will, VIA, the people, oh, hell, they were all from time and space. Because that wall, once they blow that trumpet on the seventh day at the seventh time, the walls ain't going to fall in. They're going to fall out. It's going to show you that it's contradictory to just the physical way of looking at, perceiving, and understanding something. Now, this is a different ball game here. And uh, I've said you're gods, but I'm also saying this. You'll die like men. Why? Because if you do not wake up and understand how to use this great ability and willfully control it in your joy, because as you begin to realize, you know, what's going on, man, you can't help but get happy. But if you don't understand that, you're going to die just like everybody else out here. If you went to the Egyptian Book of the Dead, they're teaching the Pharaoh how to take and turn uh, to the light. How to traverse the underworld, if you will. And come in to rebirth. Damn. If you see a white light up there in the tube and the to go down it, you think maybe that you're looking through the wormhole of the birth canal umbilicus, the umbilical cord, and that when you come out at the light, you're either going one direction or another? Or if you went to the blue realm, well, blue's higher than green, you enter in that green as a shaman to go to heal, then you rise to blue, uh, indigo, and then finally up to violet. When Keter's activated, but hell, that's only seven of them. And he uses the analogy, even as I have, with the rodent coil, and uh, the young man that uh, uh, 
done the uh, mathematics for that um, uh, was um, oh fiddle. I've got him. I've sent y'all the the tapes on it and stuff. But uh, he uh, he took and broke it down to the three six nine pattern, and yet uh, as he would go because he knew that once he hit nine, see there, there's a number ten. Randy I, Powell. I heard him make a, huh? Randy, Randy Powell. Powell. Yeah, that's there you go. And uh, but I sent. Um, thank um, you, thank you, AB. Uh, I listened to him in one 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 interview. He was being held. And he made a statement. He said, well, it's the number 10 less one. And the guy didn't catch it. He never asked the question. He just rolled right on by, you know. I mean, bless her little darling heart. It'd be nice if somebody that understood could talk to him and interview him. And those interviews come down the pike because I'm telling you, that's where the knowledge would be. I am so thankful Wade sent me this linkage uh, for that first tape. And um, then I started listening to everyone I could find. And finally, one of them come up and um, gave me an address. And so I wrote him because I was interested in buying the books for the farm library um, on uh, the various farming practices. And come to find out, damn, I used to use Acres USA for years. And uh, there's one book there that's particularly good. If you can find it, it's uh, How to Turn... Um, or to make bread from stones. And, uh, man, let me tell you something. It is an extremely enlightening book. And it will it will bust the bubble on, on commercial fertilizers for you. But uh, he used to write uh, articles for um, uh, Acres USA. And, hell, that was down here in New Orleans, you know. I mean, um then uh it just i mean just different things that you get to talking to him like he was with sri and he was up china lake and then he was up in seattle and i mean at boeing and so forth and so on and uh like the man said i went to med school up there at madigan general and um, i took my washington state board in seattle and i used to fish on the deschutes river uh, uh, just north of Olympia there, uh, uh, and, uh, man, this big salmon in there come up out of the, out of the ocean, out of the sound, you know, and hell, they'd be green as grass, as the man would say. I mean, huge, beautiful fish. And then the steelhead runs and things of that nature, but I got to listening to him, and then he's in their biology. Well, I, that's what I went. But, uh, he was at a level that, uh, he was writing, uh, ritual applications uh, so that they wouldn't be taken off of the market or made illegal um, by the um, uh, the governmental, the central governmental structure um, and the corporate uh, representation of uh, the big pharma. See, uh, there's something that's, that's more dangerous uh, than uh, the military-industrial complex, and that was big pharma. And I said that but, boy, you don't never hear them hit on that because what you'd do is you'd be hitting on um, the commercial uh, corporatism in America. Well, corporatism is fascism. And you can like it, lump it, win, lose, or draw. Look on the two four legs of the chair in Lincoln's monument, those 
those four front legs are both fascia. Look over the House of, uh, of, of Representatives there in the Congress, and damn, you got two fascia. That's battle axe and a bunch of reeds tied together. You know, many are one. And so uh, you, you're not dealing with, with many of the things uh, like we technically and actually we are a republic. And yet as such, admiralty. Admiralty was a rule because in reality the whole world was under military rule and taxation going back to Tiberius Caesar in what we know of as the Book of Acts, uh, second chap I mean, Book of Luke, second chapter, um, in, in what's accepted as the modern Christian Bible. And that goes back to the Douye and, and um, the, the um, Saka Vulgata, the sacred Vul- uh, the Vulgate, uh, Vul- uh, the Vulgate Bible, same thing. But anyway, uh, when you start looking into all this, uh, um, see, uh, Tiberius put a tax on the whole world. Hell, they've never taken it off. It was a thing that happened in the days of uh, Abimelech and uh, and um, Balaam, uh, the first Pharaoh, got his name. He was a great wise man. He got his name Pharaoh because he was the first one to figure out how to tax the dead. Hell, they still tax the dead when you you can't go bury the dead without paying a tax. It's it's all fixed up through your system. You can't just bury somebody anywhere anymore. See, they've taken control of all this. The law of the sea, Admiralty, has brought brought upon the land. And even though you understand that you're in a republic. Well, an admiralty republic is, there ain't no such thing in this country as a democracy because that's demonocracy. They're sitting there saying that they're people without law or the knowledge of it, and yet they're claiming that uh, they are a nation of law. Somebody don't know, you know, like he makes a statement of, how does that work? (laughs) I mean, you have to stop and think about what's being said here. Because uh, guys got buku books. Now you can buy them through Amazon, but there's a discrepancy with Amazon, and Amazon seems to have already had a track record of uh, publishing or selling books that uh, even has his signature in them <clears throat> that uh, were not uh, bought from him uh, as being the publisher. And uh, it became Amazon's, and they've done that with several people that I've listened to on the calls uh, that uh, he's been on. And uh, they're working on that evidently at this time to see if they can get this resolved. But you got to remember, Jeff Bezos, that is a, that is CIA, man. I mean, any way you people want to look at it, Amazon, all that, um, uh, Elon Musk, you can say what you want. You don't get some of that damned information, dude, if you're not tied to the company. I mean, you can sit there and blow smoke and carry balls to hell freezes, but uh, you need to stop and get a grip on reality here. I mean, um, um, the school system has been designed to dumb you down to to make it to where you don't think. Riddling is a coke fix. And um, they're destroying the minds of those children. 
Monsanto, Monsanto, they ought to run them to ground. And 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 um, um, man, let me tell you something. If it was in the Renaissance, hell, they'd line them up and they'd run them all up under the damn guillotine and pop their heads off because they're destroying the world. Some of those things that they do, they're they're literally taking over states, countries. They'll fix it to where they will block off everything uh, that they buy, sell, or trade if they don't allow Monsanto and their damn GMO products in. Once they come in, they destroy the original organic uh, heirloom uh, um, corn, you know, beans, um, uh, cotton, whatever. India found that out. Uh, and uh, see, this is the thing. Um, there's a lot of fronts to war. It can be food. It can be your school system. It can be your media. It can be the television shows that you think are out there and you just enjoy, and yet there's somebody programming that thing and what needs to be taught or shouldn't be taught all the while. You get a news broadcaster now, and you got old Gushing Guthrie, old Savannah baby. What is she? She's a damned attorney. When they was out to destroy the 13th Amendment, it was so they could bring them damned attorneys in here. Damn it. They ain't never been our friend. They've been our enemy. Whoa, and you lawyers. Hey, got a handle? You know, I mean, what's the difference between a lawyer and a and the court system down there, they practice a law, don't they? What does the, 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 the judicial uh, uh, priest do? In the, oh, that's a rabbi. Hell, he's practicing a, a rabbinical law. Well, what is the, the imams and so forth? What do they do? Oh, that's Islamic law. So they all got a law. They just don't want you to use or be an anarchist in the sense that you do your own thinking. You've got to be put on the grid. You've got to have a, a J.P. Morgan-style uh, meter on you so they can tax title and, and uh, uh, you know, make a profit on you. Yeah. Anyway, Jim, throw it to you. Let's do a little background feed up here. See what we got going. Uh, yes, sir. I was, uh, was looking at the chat. Uh, this is, uh, well, that's Michael Joseph and uh, uh, Wade talking, I guess. There. <laughs> but everything you've been saying, brother, man, it's right on target. I mean, I know the people know that and I know they can feel that, too. I mean, because there's many things rocking and rolling, and and I believe what you said earlier. We need to we need to keep you know basically our mind to the grinding wheel and paying attention to what we're doing and not just be out there letting it blow in the wind, so to speak. Well, see, this is the thing, Jim. Uh, if people don't start preparing right here, right now. Hopis and different ones and the Aborigines say that by 2020, 
most of these calamities will have occurred. And uh, <clears throat> you, you'll hear Doc make a statement. He said, you need three, three, and three. You need at least three minutes of air to survive. You need three days of water to survive. And you need three weeks of food to survive. Now, I've told you time and again, don't let everybody and their brother know what the hell you got. Um, we've got probably 50, 60 um, gallons of uh, fresh distilled water on hand all the time. And uh, barrels filled with, uh, you know, food grade barrels filled with rainwater. And uh, then uh, any uh, milk carton, tea carton, uh, soda bottle or anything that we can get our hands on, uh, B fills them up uh, full of water from, say, the runoff, that's, uh, you know, rain that runs down, and they bottle it up. And so if you have to have plants watered, well, yeah, we got a way to do it. If we have to feed chickens or horses or something, and, and let's say you lose uh, water from a, a city support a, a source because, see, they're trying to force you uh, and to being able to, uh, that you have to buy from them or else you're stealing from them. That's the way they look at it. Remember, see, that's really a public utility. Yes. Public there means state. Well, the water board's a state licensed run facility. I don't give a damn if you're all co-op members. That's still a state facility. The same with your electrical grid. And uh, so we've got all of that done. And uh, then you need enough uh, for at least, uh, say, five to ten days. And however many people you got, you need at least a gallon of water a day for them. If you're going to keep them, you know, sailing on down the Silvery Moon Trail there and everything looking good. Um, but um, uh, various kinds of foods. Um, you know, if you can raise goats or sheep. Um, a Louisiana strain or Gulf Coast strain of sheep uh, doesn't, doesn't have foot rot. And uh, now you have to shear them, but nevertheless, um, I mean, there may come a time that you're going to need that wool because, uh, see, people have forgot this knowledge, and they don't teach it to the children anymore. They don't teach it to the families, and so they're so fractured. One of them got town down there, and he started making 18 to 35 an hour. Hell, he ain't going back to go to no farming. That's hard work. But um, uh, Doc talks about different things that you can do and teach and train the children. And uh, once they hit a certain age, then they start training the next bunch. And then, you know, so forth down the line. And then the little ones, they'll go back and tell mom and daddy, you know, what to do, how to purify water. I mean, he's got some great ideas. But um, Barry Harris from Wilmington called me today. <laughs> And uh, Barry is, is one of the largest uh, beef producers, uh, apiaries in, uh, in, say, North Carolina. And um, he has 14 hives or 14 yards in uh, Wilmington. And uh, he said, man, we've lost one complete yard. He said, it's probably nine foot underwater. He said, and then we got another one down there. He said, I'm not sure lost them or not he said maybe total maybe partial he said but all the rest of my yards have done well 
And uh, he said the house didn't get, you know, tore up or anything. He said we got a little bit of water, but nothing so you could even worry about. And uh, he told me about different ones, you know, and how he'd talk to them and so forth. And I said, I'm just confirming. I said, uh, I know they've said it on the news two or three times, and uh, I know MJ had confirmed it last week. Uh, I said, Kate Fear hit 62 feet over flood stage, didn't it? He said, it sure did. First time in history. He said, they have never recorded anything like that. And uh, I said, well, I just wanted to make sure. And uh, he said, Gary, this place is down here. These people cannot travel. He said, um, this one guy, they come in to pick him up, and the Coast Guard come in. And uh, he told him, he said, look, I got food, water, this and that and the other. He said, the push comes to shove. He said, hell, I'll jump in my canoe, and I'll even pick up some others on my way out. He said, but uh, I've got food and everything here, propane, you know, I'm, I'm fixed up. And... Um, and uh, I'm dry. I'm up above the water. And uh, so they throwed him out two cases of water and, you know, flew on. But, uh, I mean, the government's really been in there helping, doing their best, you know, to, to turn this thing around. But until some of that water goes down, you've got, you've got towns up there from, uh, hell, Myrtle Beach all the way up to Wilmington. That some of those places are just, they've been underwater uh <laughs> They still underwater, and um, so you're going to have to learn how to meditate to get the inner direction, because that divine inner self that you can tap into, um, it, it can lead, guide, and direct you into all truth or um, you know safety, whatever. And um, I, I know of many guys that go to do and that little boy say, hold it, stop, wait. And uh, they would now. And so they'd know to go with them. And right after they stopped, if they'd have stepped out at that time, boom, been all over with. But when it said, okay, boom, they went out and everything was just rock and roll, you know. And um, see, this, you can get your mind... Um, I got it to the place that I was up picking a hound dog one time up in Iowa. And uh, it was 8 o'clock in the morning. It was about 23 degrees, and that's pretty cold. Uh, you you find a, a coon uh, picking up and running a track, you know, that early in the morning at that cold temperature. Uh, that dude wanted to get out. And uh, so we took out this little dog named... I called her Jill, which meant sweetheart, and she was. And uh, her sister. And I wound up, what was up with, years left apart, but I've got both of them. And um, she was a good old dog, too. I mean, best high dog you ever seen, you know, if you wanted to make a make a living uh, doing that. And uh, but Jill had treed at 8 o'clock in the morning, and she treed in an Iowa-style double-wall outhouse. And uh, she was tearing the slats off of that building. And I looked up in there, and, man, there was a kit coon. She had done run that track with that old sow, and uh, that kit was in there, or she had winded it and picked up on it. But she sat down, and she was 100% on target. And she hunted <clears throat> that way and was that way. And so the guy tried to talk me out of her uh, when we come back to their farm, 
And um, I had talked to his dad, and his dad told me I could have them both, either one of them, for 500 apiece, you know, or whatever. Oh, that boy didn't like that. He Since that little dog showed out, uh, no, she wasn't even nine months old. Um, he didn't want to turn her loose for 500. I said, friend, look, I done drove from Texas up here. I said, your dad told me this. He said I could have a choice. And I was praying about it in my mind. And this little voice come back just crystal clear. It wasn't loud, crystal clear. It says, Gary, I already showed you which is the best dog. Son, I bought that little dog I called Jill. And I'm telling you, her and Comanche Bell were my two favorites. But, um, um, your mind will teach you and talk to you and help you on anything. I mean, anything. It'll teach you which direction to go. Uh, you can drop into a target area, be lost in a, in a jungle, uh, in the mountains, and, and sit down and calm your mind. And, man, it'll tell you exactly which direction to go to get the thunder out of that. The, uh, that's... Uh, <coughs> Well, you're you're not the flesh there, uh, A.B. Um, the That's flesh M.G. Is really is, is who? That's Michael Joseph. I don't know who the A.B. is. I just see it here. Um, the, um, the fleshly body, you're not it. It's a vehicle that you dwell in. By 2.8 grams, once an individual passes, that's all it's going to leave. But the rest of it is just a hunk of dirt, blood, and uh, dust and stuff that was there to make up that that physical entity that we could talk to, look at, walk around with, you know, whatever. But the real you is that 2.8 grams. And uh, one day I was really sick, and um, I was meditating and praying, and finally that little voice came back in my head, just like I did with that dog up there. I said, Gary, stop praying. To heal your body. That body is not your body. It is the address. It is the location that you dwell in. It's the house, the temple that was built for you. Then you can speak to the fact that the body can be restored and made young and, you know, vibrant again. Return to the days of its youth, and I'll heal that body. Because in reality, that was the high self talking to me. I'll heal that body. And see, a lot of times we get to listen, we hear all these crazy doctrines that these people come up with. Well, they talk about the Trinity to an extent. That's correct. It's just you need to know what it really means. <clears throat> and then, uh, like, yo, hey, Bob, hey. Uh, is the four letters of the Tetragrammaton, and sometimes you'll see it yelled, hey, wah, hey. <clears throat> Both of those terms are correct. It's just where they're used at. But what they mean are that I am that. And whatever you am, that is the sperm, the seed, the imagination of thought that you implant into the bab 
you could call it the subconscious or you could call it the superconscious mind, the box and the cop in Egyptian teaching. As such, at the fullness of the time when it manifests, and it could be instantaneously, it's going to come out the last window. Hey, and then you'll hear most Christians call it the, uh, then comes Shua or Yahshua HaMashiach. And um, uh, they're right to a certain extent, but the real thing that was causing it to happen in there is the Kodesh Ruach. They call that the Holy Ghost in the New Testament. <clears throat> Some of them will say Holy Spirit, the same thing. And Spirit and Ghost, there's the word 4151 Strong's New Testament Greek in um, the diction section, and it tells you it means the mind, the human mind. Right. The human mind is this multifaceted part. So your brain's not really your mind, but it is like an interface unit. And uh, you access and utilize it, and you trigger certain enzymes, hormones, electrical energies, etc., that facilitate the opening of that higher realm and order, like when you um, raise the Kundalini up the spine, up the, across the medulla. Um, you're triggering all seven uh, uh, chakras, so you've opened the seven seals. And uh, now you're up at this upper level up here going into the upper uh, uh, strain of the kingdom. And notice the 12 discipled thoughts called disciples. They were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, on the day that the law was in that temple, the true knowledge of what the law was saying, and they understood. Well, those 12 in that upper room had become God. Apotheosis. They had realization within themselves. Well, if you keep programming and using the training techniques to open and develop your mind, you're going to go to that level of thought. And you'll become that. Jacob means that he supplanted, he changed, he used knowledge, wisdom, understanding. He began to impregnate the mind. And remember, Sarah, his mother, uh, hell, she was a high priestess. Rebecca was a high priestess. Rebecca meant noose. So there was a way of throwing a lasso out there and catching an idea and holding it. And evidently, that's what Jacob did. But when he slept on the rock at Bethel, the house of the El, well, hell, you're it. You're the house that God dwells in. <laughs> you are the God that 2.5, 2.8 grams. And uh, <laughs> anyway, I mean, it, it it's a wonderful story, and it has great meaning and great power to you, if you can understand it. I had a, a call from uh, Meta Truth earlier, and uh, spirit is all and all is spirit. That's right. It can't manifest without the spirit or the mind. See, God is a spirit. Well, it means God is a mind, an intellect. And yet you'll hear them use the term yashid in the Hebrew, and what they're telling you is the one, the totality. Oh, damn, that's gently in the one. Yes. He's trying to get 250... Uh, uh, dimensional ideas and concepts brought together so he could get to the one. You're that one. 
Yes. That one has to be in you. You can't find that one in you. Don't worry about it. You're never going to find it because it ain't out coming. You have to go <laughs> inside to get this. And uh, anyway. Um, Sigma B-56 says, take I see a ways in there. The folks might find it interesting. Uh, Wilmington Rick, okay. Um, yeah, look at that. You got that fifth group patch on there. That smart son of a gun, damn it. <laughs> uh, I love you, brother. I'm telling you what, I am so thankful that you uh, turned me on to him. I've talked to him a couple times now. And uh, let me see here. Um, I want to see if this one individual is on. Um, <coughs> that is true. Okay, let me go back. Um, I had an individual write me and said that um, they were picking up. They could. They felt they had to go see a friend that went to the hospital. I believe it was. And uh, as they got ready to go, they began to feel uneasy. And um, then uh, they went, and it seemed like they they picked up the fears, the atmosphere of the individual they went to visit. And wanted to know if you got in their field, if you uh, uh, could attract some of that. Yeah, you really can. But that's why when you take an individual and you come into a place where people are sick, uh, you can walk up to them and not only can you feel that they're short of energy. And so uh, fellow says, uh, you give them some juice. <clears throat> well, when you give them that, <clears throat> excuse me, that living energy, They'll go to getting healed. And uh, you're changing them because you're reshaping the water in their system, the 70 to 90%, whether you're using one side of it being scalar wave or whether you're using the other side of it as a torsion field. But you're creating the change, the effect. <laughs> and uh, Excuse me. And uh, so that healing will manifest. Um, and uh, five psychic senses beyond the five physical. Okay, well, yeah, you would have five physical that you could identify on the three-dimensional level. But yet, uh, those same five, you're going to associate uh, to different characteristics uh, in the higher realm of, of mental order uh, because it's the familiarity of usage. And, uh, I mean, don't expect a guy that uh, hangs out in the barnyard to walk in and be a polished Philadelphia lawyer. Ain't going to happen. I mean, uh, he may know everything that Philadelphia lawyer had, but I'm telling you, you're still going to hear the barnyard in him. And uh, so as you begin to look at these different things, um, you have to, Put the shield around your mind. No plague, no pestilence, no calamity can come near me, nor my dwelling. I can't come near this physical body. This is my dwelling. And uh, as I do, I go before me. He made our forehead or our mind as a flinty rock. It meant an adamant stone, a very hard stone. Nothing could penetrate it. And so um, as you would go into some of these people... You might reaffirm some of this before you get there. And so you're going in in a state of power now, and you can assist them 
instead of going in and beginning to just be empathic and taking on their condition, their mental weight, thoughts, and ideas. I mean, uh, a way to tell you, you get a guy on the team and, and he gets afraid. He gets afraid. I don't give a dang what you do, depending on how bad that fear is. Sometimes there is nothing you can do to recover it. Sometimes there ain't nothing you can do to get him the hell out either. But uh, the fact of it is, as soon as you get space and opportunity, uh, you get a smoker in there to lift him, get him out. Because that dude will become a magnet, and that fear will begin to spread throughout that team. And if he's one of them kind that runs his mouth, he is programming that vibration into them. Does that make sense to you? Makes a lot of sense, brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, uh, well, I still, uh, I see, I'm, I'm rolling down. Okay, um, you know, Wade went through uh, and was, well, he was being taught in SOG and doing and operating in SOG. And and that's where his call sign's really going to. The other side of that nickel would be, he might have said Omega, you know, whatever. But nevertheless, there were about 11,000 very special people that, uh, operated in and out of first group in Okinawa, United States Army Pacific Special Action Force Asia. Well, Dr. Rim was training SEALs out of Abshire, and yet they were known as SEAL Corps. They were not fully known or recognized as uh, United States Navy SEALs at that time. Although he started doing that in 67, 68. But damn, 67, 68, when I was there, uh, we trained a SEAL team that uh, came through and they went through our jump school. And at group, we had that. And uh, we had a Class A card uh, chamber up at Kadena and different things. Wade's got all this kind of training. And uh, they were teaching them how to... Um, physically alter, in a sense, their mental vibration so that they could walk up a trail and nobody could see them. Because what they did was they made a dilation shift in the mind, and they weren't there. See, it's like a radio wave or a TV wave. You can't see it, but it doesn't mean it's not there. It's just at a different vibration than you're able to tune into at that time. So Wade learned some of this escape and evasion business, and he got pretty damn good at it, evidently. Uh, he, he told me one time, he said, I was up on the Ho Chi Minh Trail, and he said, I've seen this trooper coming. Now, I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> he said, and I was standing there and, or laying there. He said, it had taken me a long time to crawl up there where I was. He said, and this NBA trooper was returning back, you know, home. He's heading towards the Ho Chi Minh. Uh, uh, Ho Chi Minh City up in uh, in North Nome. Well, Ho Chi Minh City is now Saigon. But anyway, he was going out to uh, North uh, Vietnam and said, 
he had to relieve himself. Wade was so well hid on that trail. That guy stops, opens up his fly, flips it out, starts relieving himself, and he happened to look down where he was peeing. He wasn't peeing on him, but he wasn't down there and very far away. Wade was looking at him, and he seen Wade. Wade just kind of motioned to him to go on. Didn't want to have to kill him. Friend, that dude kind of took his chain back up, and he eased on down that road. But that's how good he is. <laughs> and uh, see, some of the other things, uh, they would teach them how to basically put on what you call the iron shirt, or in Ephesians 6, it would say the whole weapon of, of your warfare. Well, when you put that mental tuning on, you trigger this higher electrical energy response within yourself, and you do it at will. You're popping the Kundalini up your spine, and they can they can physically hit you with a brick, a bat, and in, in group, uh, they were training them for hitting them with pipe, and uh, hell, they'd be in that pipe, and hell, they'd never even mess the guy's hair up. And uh, that was in the days of basically 1st Earth Battalion, Wormhole Squadron, Remote View, and you're looking at Lynn Buchanan. Um, Wade trained under a guy named Savelli, and uh, he was doing what they call the whip. And the whip, in reality, is the explosive Fajing movement that comes from Chen style. <clears throat> it's also used in uh, Shingekwan, although Shingekwan is very angular. Uh, tai Chi Chen is circular, and the Pagua Chang is circular twisting and turning, much as if you would see Godzilla in the movie as he walks. Notice how he's swinging back and forth, twisting and turning. When the Pagua Chang, the dragon walk, that's what you're doing. That's why it's so very difficult to get a hold to you. But anyway, uh, Wade was trained uh, with Savelli in these different martial skills, and um, he, he's a pretty sharp dude. As a matter of fact, he is the head of the skeet team uh, uh, training those young boys how to shoot there in Tennessee. So, uh, I mean, uh, as young spring chicken as he is, uh, I would assume that you're pretty close to, uh, or closer to Doc than I am. I'm 70, and Doc's 74. Uh, you're about in that game, aren't you? Yeah, psychic chill. They did work. I'm sure it did. He's a guy. Guy is who really taught dropping goats with the mind. Okay, see, that uh, particular knowledge uh, goes back to the voodoo. And you have a high priest that's in in the Bodushi in Nigeria, and Benin. And um, see, that's where my voodoo masks come from with uh, Isis and uh, and Anubis. They're real temple brass, uh, you know, masks that were made. And uh, but he would they would bring out a white heifer, uh, you know, from their herd, young heifer, you know, top quality, top shape, and they would lay her down. And he would walk out and sit down on her, and within just a minute or so, boom, that was it. She was dead. And um, they would take and uh, they would butcher her out, and it became a feast for that village. And um, see, that there is the mind, the concentration. Once you go to a certain level of thought, where you put your mind, 
and create the visualization, you let go or go by ego. You're not trying to force it. You're allowing it to happen. And the goat just dropped over there. See, uh, Lynn Buchanan was involved in that about that time, and Savelli, uh, uh, one of them even developed, uh, it bothered them so later on that I think they developed a heart attack from it. But, uh, man, there was there's some tremendous guys, and, I mean, I don't know everything that he taught. I haven't had a chance to see. Um, he says in one place it's 8, in another place he said 13. So it's between 8 and 13. And um, that's kind of like he's saying four, but he didn't get to seven. And yet I understand what he is saying. Um, he's talking about theta range and alpha range. And um, as you uh, get into that kind of way of thinking, um, see, like uh, with uh, the 12 disciples, we're in the upper room, and you'll hear him say that there's only nine. Uh, well, there's nine, but there's three areas up there. Why? Because you got out of court, middle court, most holy court. I'm telling you three aspects of the temple. But there's a fourth aspect that's back there, and that's that window of sight called delta time. Uh, that's when you die out and it's affiliated with a delta T-wave antenna. And now you're going to Mantok, Mantok or Montauk Project, um, Camp Hero, at, um, and this is in New York on Long Island. <coughs> and then... Uh, you're seeing takeoffs from Rainbow Project and things like that. But see, this guy's been affiliated with all this, and um, I don't have a full handle on everything he's taught. Uh, but um, um, I, I can tell you this, um, it worked. And because uh, uh, I remember when I came back, uh, that very thing happened. Uh, I was with my wife. We were in Seguin, Texas, and her brother and and sister-in-law lived there. We were in the front yard. It was in the evening, and uh, they had some beautiful pecan trees there. And they were all coming out, and I was walking along with them, and uh, I stepped ahead of them a little bit, and I moved into the shadows. They walked right on by. Then I moved out, and I was right out next to the pecan tree. They... They were looking for me, turning around, looking, asking where I was. And finally, Vivian walked up, and she was just like a foot, foot and a half away from me, looking straight at me, but she couldn't see me. And I said, are you looking for me? And by that time, I became visible in her eyesight. She liked to jump out of her shoes. And see, this here is some of the things that you can do. Um, it's like blowing out a flame. Um, God, uh, I mean, oh, hell, Wade, type something in there. He says, I'm sure you're, you're right. Yeah, that movie, uh, Man Who Stare at Ghosts with George Clooney, uh, is a good takeoff on that. Um, and like you said, uh, they, they, they put their own spin on everything, Wade. Well, Goatman, because you're using Mendez the goat, and um, yet the goat is really a man, and it's a symbol. And if you look down, his phallus has got uh, the hermetic uh, symbols on it, 
telling you it's a hermetically sealed aspect at the mental realm of thought, and it's showing you the two horns being the right and left hemispheres. And uh, but to you, your feet are in the earth, and so you're as the cloven-footed one. And uh, yet you have breasts symbolizing the past. Oh shit! I mean, the symbolism is in there. It's just what? How are you going to look at? Uh, uh, how are you going to look at this stuff and get a handle on it? Uh, a guy made a statement this afternoon, and um, one of the calls I was listening to, and um, he told the host, he said. Uh, A Christian cannot be a Buddhist, but a Buddhist can be a Christian. Think about what the man said. One of them's got so damn many hang-ups, he can't be nothing. He's in a religion. Yes, sir. And the other one's already beyond that there. He knows the difference. That's true. Doesn't Paul say. An ethical man knows not to run around and cheat on his wife. But a moral man doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, I understand where he's coming from. But you also have to understand that everybody's talking about a survival boat. You better figure out why there was more than one woman in that dang circle of a family. Yes. There was four women that were wives in Jacob's household. And he was still known as Israel. Me, let's say I'm uh, on Dad's side, the tribe of Benjamin. That's the twelfth son. Yes. But Benjamin is circumcised on the eighth day. Did they tell you something? Yes, sir. He knew what with the physical circumcision is used as an analogy. Physical circumcision is used as an analogy to teach you a concept that you're going to impress on the banks of your mind to remember, and it's telling you that you have to cut away this dead foreskin, the part that is not effective in copulation. Now, I realize how people think about that, and that's all good and well, but nevertheless, there's a reason those things were taught the way they were taught. The purpose is... The purpose is to impregnate. Well, it facilitates it. It also facilitates hygiene. But now you can go to the Maasai and the different ones, and hell, they don't practice circumcision at all. Now, the Egyptians did. But see, there was a certain type of knowledge that was there. And I remember we had guys when I was in, well, I was in the hospital getting patched up, and, uh, and they were, I was a plastic surgeon. And um, 
they was doing circumcisions on guys that they were bringing in. And uh, they had a female doc, a young female doc. It was a good-looking thing. But anyway, this young black trooper uh, went in for circumcision because he kept being infected all the time in the field. And uh, it was because of, he couldn't stay clean, you know, with the with the foreskin. And um, they didn't really knock him out. He was still, he was anesthetized, but um, he wasn't under heavy nitrous or anything. He could look into the, the mirror up there and see what she was doing. That was a damn mistake. And she cut the foreskin off. The only thing he seen was blood and the fact that the skin, which in this case was a very large foreskin, was gone. And it looked in his mind as if she had cut about four inches off of his pecker. And let me tell you something, that dude was going, he was going wild on that damn table. <laughs> and uh, they finally calmed him down and told him, said, no, it just looks that way. That's not the way it is. But I'm here to tell you, <laughs> um, I remember when we was in med school, because uh, they go, you go through OR, and uh, you use copolamine, um, um, cyclopropane, um, ether, um, nitrous oxide, and um, they were coming out at that time with ketamine and ketalar. And they'd put a label on their forehead if they were given that because that's a hallucinogen. And, um, I mean, you could use it uh, um, just like uh, you can trigger uh, the same thing, you know, with certain types of LSD and mind control experiments. But um, anyway, uh, um, they hadn't tripped him with any of that, but he acted as if he was on either ketamine or ketalog. And... Uh, <laughs> It, uh, cause boy, I mean, that dude went, he went wild, man. I mean, to tell you. <laughs> and they were working on me on my leg at the same time. That's when they found those little parasite spirits that you get from wading through water, Wade. If you've had problems with your legs and them hurting you or bothering you, um, get on a cleanse, um, you know, at least 45 days. Uh, you know, just like you and I were talking about it, you sent me that deal back on Jennifer. And um, it'll kill them damn spirits that's out because that was why my graft on the left leg, they were having such hell with it. It would get to where I couldn't stand for them to touch it because those little spirits were right at the end of the nerve ending and they kept that entire leg inflamed. And uh, finally they went in and opened that up and peeled all of that out. And uh, scraped it off, and um, hell, everything got all right. But I mean, up until then, lot of, lot of, lot of Miss Claudia. Christianity I'm not trying to piss anybody off. I'm just telling you, Christianity is in reality a religion under the auspices of the legions of Rome. But in this case, it was under Constantine the first. Yet Constantine was also called and known of as Augustus Caesar. 
So when you go into a court, you hear them say, and this august court sometimes, depending on, you know, how much uh, knowledge that cat's got or how well he wants to impress somebody. But uh, nevertheless, uh, he was the head of the Roman Empire. And you got to go back to um, um, the Caesars, and you got to go back to uh, that group that was just before him and what they were doing. It was backdating uh, history up to 40 years. That's why you can't find the man Jesus that you're looking for in, in the analogies, uh, because in reality, you've got to go up around 65, uh, 70 A.D. to find him, and he's not exactly the same name. Now, if you know him as the name Jesus, it's going to be um, um, Jesus of Gamala. But he was known as the king of the kingdom of heaven, which was in Egypt. And if you know him by his Iranian name, because his mother, although an Egyptian pharaoh's daughter, was married to the king of Iran, and um, as such, uh, when he passed, uh, uh, she's still a queen, and he was still the son of this woman, so uh, uh, that made him a prince in that sense also, and he was known as Esau. Now, Ralph Epperson will kind of get you up to speed on that, but that's something for you to think about. <coughs> um, well, a Buddhist, if you go back to Ezekiel, Ezekiel's daddy um, is really the Siddhartha Sake Buddha, and his name is Buzi in the King James Old Testament. And Buzi was uh, an Aaronite Levitical uh, priest in the high priest lineage just as was Ezekiel. So everything that you you think you got there ain't quite the way you think it is. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, you mean well with it, and that's all good and well. Um, well, and you can you can take anything you want, you know. That's what you got that noodle up there for, and it's on your shoulders. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, it, it's right there in your scripture if you'll look it up. <clears throat> and the Buddhists, uh, when they would meditate, uh, the blooming of the eye, so to speak, uh, and see even the doctrines in 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 Tibet, uh, in various aspects of say Buddhism in India. Uh, you'll see a, the yoni laid out as a black stone, um, and yet it's like a, a lamp with a lamp handle on it, but that handle is more of a spout. And there is a lingam that goes in the middle of it, and uh, the young maiden priestesses that were uh, pure and squared away and so forth, um, she would go and sit on that, and they would collect her menstruum, because menstruum combined with semen, there is a very unique enzyme that's created, and it's used in longevity in the secrets of uh, rejuven rejuvenation. Some of you ain't going to handle that, so it don't make no damn bit of difference, nevertheless. Um, and uh, it, sometimes you'll see those lingam, and there'll be a second aspect on top, because it's telling you that at that time, her cervix is open. 
Well, if you were in the Old Testament tabernacle tent with Moses, you would be going behind the veil. It would open to spin from top to bottom because it has to open from the top down. That's that's the mucosal plug in the cervix. And uh, that was a secret knowledge of how to bring forth children even when the sunspot cycle was all put out. But uh, 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 while uh, that is also... Uh, um, and how G6 is. Maybe me, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things uh, that uh, your vital force is, is, is a living energy, and you can build it up. You can, uh, you can tr- create the charge. You can discharge it into people. Um, um, and if, if you're in a coddle relationship, Whatever your desire is, when you reach climax, wow, just like that, it's done. Now, don't be with somebody that while you're with them and you're working on your program, they really want to be with somebody else because you're going to have a little conflict in that particular idea and concept. Uh, They must be uh, twain together, you know, one mind, one accord. And yet, in reality, it's a symbol of the renewing and the rejoining of your male-female self uh, as the true Adam singular, um, uh, and yet uh, Adam with two aspects. So, uh, man, you got just damn ants all over this place. But um, nevertheless, uh, as you begin to look at some of this and and think about it, um, there's a lot of things. Once the Master gave them the teaching about the true value and knowledge of the Eucharist, only a very few people stayed with him. And it says that Mary the Magdala liked to have left. And the statement was made, Master, this is a hard teaching. Who can do it? Who can keep it? Well, it was part of the secrets of longevity. And some of this goes back to the time of those that descended from heaven to earth came. You need to stop and think about that. These people aren't just as crazy and screwed up as you think they are, or they tell you they are. Hell, you come from them. And if they had to do this to maintain their longevity, uh, and that was a secret that wasn't given to man. Remember, some of your codons are not turned on. <coughs> Put it in there and let the let the ants freeze in the fridge, in the freezer. And uh, so, as you begin to stop and think about some of these things. Um, uh, Anyway, Jim, you're done. Yeah, Dark Knight and them were coming in here, and they keep jumping around back and forth and around. You know. That's okay. Uh, just do what you need to do, and and because um, it's time for us to cut it down anyway. But uh, Wade, thanks again for uh, giving me that link to uh, Dr. Richard Allen Miller. 
And uh, he's got his own website, but you have to use PayPal. Uh, now, they're set up to take it. He's trying his best or doing his best to um, get it fixed up to where uh, um, he can get, you know, his, his money off of his off of his work so he can write more and, and you know, and go to seminars and things of that nature. And um, so... Uh, Something to think about. Um, um, I sent you links that if you load them up, uh, it'll carry you to all them little labels up there, and it'll tell you what you want to see at what store and so forth. Uh, Oak, Happen. Oak Happen what? Oak Happen Publishing dot com. Uh, he has all kind of books on there, uh, and uh, and even audios. So, I mean, if y'all want to listen, he's got some good stuff, uh, and you're going to hear him probably five, ten. I, I don't know how many times I've listened to him, but I can basically tell you what he's going to say before he said that, uh, uh, you know, when he's going down the road, I know the way he thinks. And if you see him on some of them, you'll notice that his eyes go to fluttering in certain ways. The reason is that he's triggering REM consciously, and you're seeing the theta wave operating because of the disconnect of the ocular socket and the and, and say the optical nerve system, he's seeing with his single eye, and um, uh, then uh, you'll say something, and he'll he'll kind of flutter his eye a little bit, and he'll come back, you know. Uh, so he steps back into a at least an alpha state uh, to talk to you, and um, where his mother had a switch, I got a switch too. I popped my jaw, my right jaw, pop, and. Uh, and uh, I can break contact if I'm real deep because sometimes, you know, you can't just walk around in real deep state and talk to people around you. I mean, uh, you, you don't jihad with them too well. But anyway, Wade, thank you a bunch. And uh, um, so, uh, Jim? Yes, sir. My dime, your dime, crazy ball. Y'all have a good one, folks. And uh, But, uh, um, um Mega truth, put a shield around yourself and tell that mess to go away. It, you have no address for it. That while you empathize with your friend, you are not part and party or subject to his sicknesses or weaknesses. You make that statement to yourself, your eyes closed. And uh, you may do it two or three times, and that heaviness will leave you alone and it won't come back to you. But anyway, Jim, shalom, prosper, be in great good health. Good night. Same to you, brother. Well, folks, I want to appreciate each and every one of you come tonight. Hopefully, y'all had a good time. Uh, you know, I'm going to end the call. I mean, we've got some shenanigans going on here that people ain't got enough sense to come out of the rain. They think they're this and that, but they're blowing smoke up their hinder parts and you know we need to pray for them instead of uh, letting them get away with what they're getting away with but I want I want to thank y'all for coming tonight I appreciate it be back here same time play same place next week Shalom prosper being perfect divine health and I'm gonna end the call good night everyone